0: Hey, Doug. Hey, Lindsay. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. And yourself? I'm doing good. Good. So summer is, uh, it's officially started for you and your girls, right? For us,
0: with preschool is over, so we have started our summer.
1: And I'm really proud of you because it feels (laughs) like you started your summer off in the best way ever, and you want to tell us a little bit about that? Well, it's fish week. Yes. (laughs) I knew it was a good week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We... I uh, I don't even know where to begin. I, well, that's just it
1: about fishing. You can <laughs> start anywhere. Yeah. Um, it's not just fish.
0: <laughs> if I, I have found that if I don't plan things out, we just sit in front of the TV, um, which is not how I wanted to spend the summer with my super fun two little girls. Um, they're at the ages now where one could be in camp, but the other one is still too young. So then it's like, then I still have to entertain one kid who's missing her sister. So we just keep both of them home all summer and we're going to figure it out. Awesome. With God's grace um, <laughs> for and, that. And so <laughs> right. is fish week this fish, week. This week is fish week. Someone mentioned to us a few weeks ago that there's a place to go fishing and Juniper wanted to do that. So this first week I was like, well, it's fish week. We did some fish activities the other day. Um, today we went fishing, which was super fun. Uh, I got worm guts on my hands.
1: I am so proud of you. That's... I
0: did not have the guts to take the fish off the hook, but we did catch like five fish.
1: That's incredible. It was super
0: fun. Yeah. And so,
1: what was it like when, when now <laughs> did, did, and you said, so. I'm sure Juniper, like she just seems like the kind of fishing person that I would enjoy fishing. Yes,
0: with. she was very into it.
1: Always big smiles. <laughs> yes. Like okay. Yeah. So yeah. what was Story's response in all the fishing? Uh,
0: Story wanted snacks the oh, whole okay. time, so okay. she okay. <laughs> she just ate food basically. Okay. Yeah. And played with the rocks. Yeah. And that... she threw rocks in the lake, which we were sure was not helping in our chances. <laughs> no,
1: no, it's cool. Those fish probably like rocks. <laughs> They're probably you used throw to it. At them.
0: We did have a conversation <laughs> with the young man who was helping us. Um, I was like, how long do these fish live every time they're caught? And I was like, Is it- like, could it be possible that we've caught the same one four times? Yeah. He's like, you know what? I wondered that too. I wondered if the same fish were here when I was little, if they're still here and I'm catching the same ones. It was just You should fun. start tagging
1: funny. them. Yeah, like, I know. Naming I was like, them. there's
0: gotta be a way to find out it's how many like times
1: a, a fish can be caught. Just like put a little mark on his it right. like tail or something. Right. Like, oh, wow, 30 times in one day. Yeah. But
0: it just has been, so far, it's only been a few days, but it's been a really stretching exercise for me in leaning into... Um, I think parts of myself that I don't know I didn't know God put there that hmm. I can actually thrive under a schedule, <laughs> which feels uh, just confining for me. So I think it'll just be I think really fun to see how God works that out through the summer.
1: That's really cool, yeah, yeah, that's that's excellent. And I'm really glad that uh, all right, so this is there's something really important about about our girls learning how to fish. Mm. Kylie is the luckiest fisher woman that I've ever fished with. (laughs) And she's also very food conscious. So Ah. whenever we take Kylie fishing, there's always like we could survive for weeks in the wilderness (laughs) because she's like, dad, we need water. We need food. I mean, we could be going to like a place where literally I park the car and we walk across the road to fish. Yeah. But there is like, I mean, we have supplies, we have (laughs) snacks, you know, but she just catches fish. I, for me, a few weeks ago, me, Kylie, and Caleb went out fly fishing, and so I, you know, that's my that's my thing. Mm-hmm. That's where I I feel like I I meet Jesus everywhere, but he seems to speak very tenderly to me on the mm. on the water.
0: We're definitely trying fly fishing next because oh, there's yeah. no worms. There's no worms <laughs> involved. There's no
1: there's and we can get the barbs cut out, so it's a yeah, it's a barbless perfect. hook, and then you, you know it's like a little needle that goes through, and you're good. Anyway, I can do needles. Yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. So I think what's really cool was we went. And um, she's like, Dad, can I try fly fishing? And I said, oh, my gosh, that'd be great. Mm. And so... I put on this, like, it was probably the ugliest fly ever and it shouldn't <laughs> have actually worked because, uh, some of it was, I wanted to have something where I could see it when it was coming at my face mm, just because, in case, just because she's learning. yeah. And I knew that way, if it's bigger, it probably won't get stuck <laughs> into my, in my face as hard as something really small. Um, but what was really cool is she caught two fish wow. that day, and like to see, and I like, that's actually the screensaver uh, on my phone. And it was so cool because her brother didn't catch any and I didn't catch any. <laughs> and I mean, like, we're pretty good. Yeah. I, I'm pretty good. Okay. Do toot, toot, toot. your yeah, own horn there. I will toot my own horn. <laughs> I will run myself over with a bus. Um, but it's like so much fun. And I think for, for our family, you know, it's funny because this is the first year in two summers that Mare is home with our kids mm. and we have the same kind of thing there's like I only have a few more years where yeah. our babies, you know, our, mm-hmm. you know, our babies, mm-hmm. golly, you know, Caleb's shaving, which is
0: oh no. <laughs>
1: babies don't shave. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's like scary. Um, but what's really cool is we have these times where it is sacred and yeah. they, it is fleeting. So if if you want to like just encourage moms, dads mm. for like what's the word for you for the summer? Like
0: um hmm, I would say it's Uh, that we can, um, fully embrace the grace that God gives us to live into the people he made us to be and that we don't have to fall into old patterns. We can take all that crap off. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be impatient. We don't have to be short with our kids, that there's grace for that and that he will pour that out on us. and we can have a good summer.
1: (laughs) Wow. Well, I think that is a word for all of us parents. And I think that's, that's important. We need to keep speaking that. Yeah. Because there will be some rainy days where we're probably ready to jump ship, but just keep, we got to keep saying this over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, cool.
0: here tonight with Tim and Cindy Culp, who are elders in our church, um, house church shepherds, um, all around great people, some of my favorites. Um, so I'm really excited to have them. Um, one of the first things I remember about you guys is you told me you were married to Renew, and I love that imagery, and I'd love for us to talk about that a little bit. What does that mean to you guys?
2: So, um, yeah, so it actually is a story before Renew. Uh, where that came from. So I um, I grew up in a, a a background where my family left churches frequently, mm-hmm. um, and and so that was kind of part of my baggage, I guess. That um, uh, and then um, we got married, and and we're really seeking the more in God. And anyway, I ended up moving here. Long story, but we ended up moving here and tried to find a church. We found a church down in the uh, south of here. That we were going to and we we hadn't joined, but we were trying to get established in. And there just, there were some things that after about a year that got that got revealed. And we were standing in worship one day, and the Lord said to, to me, It's clear as a bell, you can't marry her. Why are you dating her? Mm. You mm. can't marry her. Why are you dating her? And I knew he was talking about the church. Mm-hmm. And so we, that week talked to the pastor who was a good friend of ours, still is a good friend of ours, and uh, talked to them and just shared our hearts with him and ended up going and and looking for a church. And God led us to Renew. It's a beautiful story in itself. And so when we ended up at Renew and then we, we planted ourselves and committed ourselves to it, and then we realized that, you know, this was a place we could marry. But I don't think we ever really verbalized that until you well we you we had had it. that
3: prophetic word that was given to us back when we were still like young people and we <laughs> <laughs> about our roles in the in the church at large and um you know we were given it when we were like in our early mid 30s and it was one of those things that you just you, you know you kind of tuck away and after we landed at renew and we kind of saw like I remember we were driving to Doylestown and I remember when we had, we had a cassette was on a cassette. We were still at that point driving a car you could play a cassette in and we we hadn't listened to it in like 10 or so years. And and so we popped it in as we were driving and we just were so overwhelmed with how like. This is what this is what we're living in right now, mm. and we pulled over near that pretzel shop and just hey. sat in the parking lot and kind of wept mm. together, and prayed and said, "Yes, God, we will, we will step into this, mm. um, into this word." And we found that being it renewed that that was a fit for this word, and um, you know we're all about commitment Mm -hmm. and um you know the lord uses marital languages all throughout the scriptures Mm -hmm. and so we knew you know and and how the lord spoke to tim that one day we knew that um you know this was a commitment and we really we had talked about it a little bit together but it wasn't like we said we're going to announce this to everybody right (laughs) you know we we just this was a commitment between the two of us and it went public i think think it was your ordination was. and yes. we were all standing mm-hmm. around you and I just felt very led to take the microphone that was one of my early take the microphone moments and <laughs> we love those <laughs> and and shared that
2: um well I remember being surprised that she shared it <clears throat> but it's it's just like a, a vow in marriage I mean we in marriage we we make a vow intentionally out loud in front of people to bind ourselves to mm, something that mm-hmm. in that moment we're thinking straight. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment we say, I want to bind myself with this word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and so when she said it, I remember being surprised that she said it, but realizing this is awesome mm-hmm. because we are bound in public to mm-hmm. this word. Yeah. And so what's been great for us in that, in that marriage, I guess that, that promise that I do is that we it takes all a lot at least of the angst and um you know fussiness and all that that we all suffer from oh you know you get all fussy and you go no you know this is we are here for life Mm -hmm. and 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 what it and so we're always going to be looking for the long term Mm -hmm. what's best for renew for the long term because you know she's ours and we're hers yeah. so she stuck with us she stuck with us that's <laughs> that's, beautiful. that's our language we use with each other and we use it with renew yeah. so so that anyway it's been really good for us um yeah and i'm not saying it's for everybody right. but it is for us
3: yeah and i mean part and like tim <clears throat> had said earlier about his growing up and the experiences in his family leaving churches they didn't leave because they moved they mm-hmm. left because of you know, disagreements or I didn't like how this person, this person's view on this topic. And Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, and after living in, in, um, sorry, the scriptures, um, and John 17 and the value that, um, Jesus places on unity, Mm. it was like, Mm -hmm. okay, (laughs) we need to, There has to be a commitment there that says, and that's the beautiful thing. You know, when you, when you say I do, it's, it's, you know, through thick and thin and through good times and bad times and sickness and health and, and all those things. And so, you know, when stuff happens, you just, there's no like, oh, we'll just leave. It's we're here, we're gonna work through this, we're gonna find unity, we're we love and then it also and the love part is great. Like we love, you know, we care for renew, we love renew with that model of of, you know, like how Tim loves me, he cares for me, he wants me happy, he wants me to do well, he wants me to flourish. And so that's how we feel about Renu.
1: You mentioned about, you use the word unity, and I've heard you guys talk about that before. But I think the way you talk about unity is potentially different than the way others talk about unity, in the sense where, I feel like a lot of people talk about unity where, you know, we need to seek unity. But I sense what you guys have have done and shaped a lot of us is instead of seeking unity, we seek Jesus and he brings and the spirit brings that unity. Can you speak a little bit to that? And the importance of why that's significant.
2: <laughs> yeah, where to begin? Um, <laughs> I, you know, whenever I think about unity, I, I always think about Tozer and mm. and uh, the pursuit of God. Tozer talks about this this unity that's brought. It, the pick, the metaphor he uses is is I don't know what it is. A hundred pianos or something all in a room, all tuned to the same tuning fork. Mm. And that because they're tuned to the same tuning fork, they will be in unity with one another Mm. and they don't get there by trying to tune to one another. And so, anyway, I probably butchered that metaphor a little bit, but the, the, we, if we are seeking after the Lord and, and we're worshiping the Lord with others and give laying our life down for the same Lord, Unity is inevitable. Mm. Um, I'm not saying there won't be disagreements here mm-hmm. and there, but there will be a sense of oneness, a sense of, of commitment, a sense of common purpose, common goals, common good in that. Um,
3: mm. Perhaps, you know, like you were mentioning, different think people think of unity differently. Maybe people think of unity as we're all going to think the same thing and mm-hmm. value the exact same things mm-hmm. and dress alike maybe and sound alike. Um, and, yeah, we totally think that. Well, I
2: actually think that's the power of unity is, and I don't know how it works in the spirit, but I think that, um, you know, there a thousand metaphors run through my head, but, um, let's think about marriage for a second. I think the power of marriage and, and a spiritual power of marriage, I mean, so <laughs> the Lord gave me this imagery years ago that, that marriages, healthy marriages were like a battering ram beating on the gates of hell. Mm. And at first I, I recoiled from that. I was like, "Wow, that sounds painful." No, Lord, no, Lord. Yeah. You know, and but it's it, it it isn't meant to be that. It is meant to be. It's a point of power. Mm. And so, I don't remember what prophet it is. It's I, I want to say it's Ezekiel, or Jeremiah. They talk about you know the, the prophet is told take take these sticks that represent each, and write on them the name of the tribe and and then bind them all together mm. into mm. one. And when I read that the first time, well, not the first time, but when I read that as an adult, I remember thinking, oh, it's like marriage. Mm. You know, he's taking these two people who are different, binding them together and saying, be one. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's a power in that and a force in that, in, in the spirit that cannot be overstated and, and or underestimated in the sense that he uses that agreement to get to walk together in unity despite differences despite the you know we think differently etc mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest it's i i had a realization of this a long time ago the lord i drawing a Venn diagram with my hands but the the lord showed me that 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 men and women if you read in genesis 1 i guess that they they carry the image of god and there's an overlap between women, men and women. It's not that men carry the image of God mm-hmm. or that women carry the image of God. It's that together in this Venn diagram of mm-hmm. overlapping circles, together they carry the image of God. And so there's things about Cindy that, as a woman that are different from me, mm-hmm. and there's things about me as a man are different from her. And those differences, instead of looking at them and saying, oh, it's different, it's inferior, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to say it's, it's another part of the image of God. Yeah that when I agree to walk in and bind myself to her and walk in unity with her, it's powerful. Mm -hmm. So, so it's the differences that actually actually bring about the power, I think.
1: Mm. Wow. Wow. So one of the things that I've, uh, I mean, as being, being with you guys for gosh, I've been, I've been at Renew for eight years in January, but on staff for the last seven. And so it's been really cool obviously getting to know the two of you much, much deeper. But even from the way that I feel like you, the both of you and your marriage and just you as individuals have really championed one of the mantras that we have where structure must submit to spirit. Mm -hmm. And you guys talk, I mean, even some of the things, like my sense is there are some folks listening and, you know, they've heard you guys talk about, you know, like a word from the Lord, Mm -hmm. like, how would you talk about that? Like, what, how would you describe that to folks who may have never experienced that? And, um, you know, or maybe really interested in that and like trying to like, where do I start with that? Like, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. What are, what are some things you guys would have to say about that? And just so you know, they're both nodding at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful self-submission. <laughs>
3: um, I think a word from the Lord can can look a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, you know, you can be sitting in the scriptures and something maybe that you have read a, a many, many times before all of a sudden jumps right off the page and makes mm. your heart beat and you see it in a new light. That's a word from the Lord. Mm. Um, a word from the Lord, like I mentioned Earlier, um, that we had a prophetic word that was given to us through a group of people that moved in the profoundly moved in the Mm. prophetic, and they gave us a word. Um, basically spoken to our lives about who we were. These were strangers to us. We didn't know I need, them. I need to meet these people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they basically read our mail. That's what we call it. Um, they they could see who that's we funny. were mm. uh, who, and who we w- were called to be. And mm. they spoke that. The people mm. at Bethel like to call that like calling out the golden people. Mm. Um, mm. So, you know, that's a type of word from the mm-hmm. Lord. Um there can be, you know, it can come to you through prayer. But it's basically a word from the Lord is like God is revealing his heart to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a word can be for you, it can be for another person or for a situation. Mm-hmm. And and so Tim, you know, he he uses that language a lot because he's in the scriptures a lot. He, he's uh, praying a lot. He's mm-hmm. experiencing the presence of God regularly on a daily basis. And so he's you know that language is common. Like you know, yeah. you hear mm-hmm. him say it yeah. often, yeah. Yeah. and it's wonderful. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, well, I, I guess, <laughs>
2: I get, I, in my experience, you have to apply faith to it. Mm. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's not. Uh, you can see a bird. Mm-hmm. And that can be a word from the Lord. Yeah, if, right? in that moment, yeah. For, sure. Something for sure. But yeah. you must apply faith to right. it. And otherwise, say, it's just a bird. I believe that's <laughs> yeah. from the yeah. Lord. And I, you're not the only one who, who's who's referred to a bird. I mean, there's another person that, that um in our It Renew who uh-huh. had this beautiful um, sign, I guess, to her given from God that was in a bird. Wow. And I've never forgotten that, and I won't share it. If she ever wants to, she
0: can. But, come, come find um, me, whoever I- you are. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening to this, let's about Actually, birds <laughs> bird ladies you right <laughs> bird ladies the new cat ladies
2: <laughs> but but I guess my point is that it the the Lord is speaking the Lord mm-hmm. has always been speaking mm-hmm. and and you know we, we just We've made our we've been taught to be deaf. Mm -hmm. We teach our children to be deaf, Mm -hmm. and we say, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just a voice. Oh, that's just a dream. Oh, that's just this. Oh, that's just that. And we numb, 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 Mm numb. And then we go, I don't know why God isn't talking, right? He's talking all the time, yeah. But we have to have a hearing heart and be able to discern his voice from others. And so, part of it is. Is when something comes to me, and I always talk about fully formed thoughts. That's that's helps me think about it. Is I mm-hmm. had a fully formed thought, it's just bam, it's there. I mentioned before, you're not married to her, why are you dating her? Mm-hmm. I didn't work I didn't try to think about it or logic right. it. I was in worship and bam, I had that it's thought. Like that so, full
0: thought just appears. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So I have yeah.
2: that and I'm thinking, okay, now I have a choice to but to do with it. I can say, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. or or or, well, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I can say, You know what, Lord? That sounds like something you would say,
0: yeah, and
2: I think so it, another I part that. of
0: that is sharing it with others. Like you've taught us that, like when you have a dream or when you think it's a word, is sharing it in your community and either getting confirmation or like you like to say, No, that's bad pizza. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> which I found really helpful, yeah, I mean we
2: we're this is a team sport. You know yeah. we are intended to walk this yeah. out together, and we are ter- we are intending or intended. I guess, to learn to hear the words Mm -hmm. of the Lord together, to learn to walk Mm -hmm. together, to say, does that sound like him? Does that smell like him? Does that feel like him? Uh, I don't know. Let's pray about Mm -hmm. it, or, or maybe not, or I don't know. Let's sort through that. But there are many things, even in the scriptures, that when they first come, in in these these things we accept, when they come initially, if you just heard that out of the blue, you go, whoa, that sounds kind of weird, mm. you know. But since it gets in the scriptures, we go, wow, yeah, that's that's God. <laughs> and, and then they come to us, and we we just give them a stiff arm because yeah. it's weird. Instead of you know working through it within community and in, mm-hmm. in the, under the submission to the Spirit, under the submission yeah. to the Holy Scriptures. And realizing that, you know, he's speaking. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So and and we want relationship, this term we use all the time. Mm-hmm. Relationship involves communication. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the it, the relationship, frankly, the relationship, the, excuse me, the communication is the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a relationship with Cindy. I only have that if I if we communicate. Right. Because right. if I go on the other side of the country and say, "Oh, I have this relationship with Cindy. It's awesome," and I never talk to her, I don't have a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's in that it's in that communication. So just trying to you have, but we have to apply faith to it, and mm-hmm. we have to take a chance that he's yeah. good enough that even if I see you know a bird mm-hmm. and it's not of him, if I go at it in faith, that he will he will correct me.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: one of the things that you just said that really stuck out to me, you said, we've, we've been taught to be deaf. Mm. And so what does it look like? I mean, i I know you guys have, have uh, spiritually fathered and mothered people mm-hmm. um, into places where their deafness stops and they begin to hear and see in the Lord. and, mm-hmm. What's that like? I mean, I, I know it's I know it's amazing. I've been able to see some of that in my time as well. But but my sense is that there are a lot of people who who may be sort of living in this place of almost. I don't think it's from a, a space of of um. Maybe it's cynicism of like, yeah, I don't think the Lord has anything to say to me. Mm. Like, how how would you want to encourage people who are deaf or or maybe have decided that yeah, I don't think God really wants to speak mm. to me.
3: Mm. Well, <clears throat> we have to uproot the lie mm. um, that God is, like, angry and disappointed at us. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, God is good, and he loves us, and his affection for us is, is beyond our comprehension. And I know that's like, you know, God 101, God loves you, um, but it's true. Mm. And I think that we think we believe it. But we, we really don't. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're talking about, you know, um, you know how uh, healing our deafness. But I think part of that is uprooting this mm-hmm. lie that he's good and he actually does want to talk to me and he wants me to talk to him. Mm-hmm. If we don't trust that someone is good and likes us, then we're probably not going to approach them. I mean, have yeah. you ever had a friend that you became estranged from? Mm-hmm. You think that they're mad at you, right? So what happens? You avoid them. You mm-hmm. avoid eye contact. You may show up at the same places, but you kind of end up on this side of the room and they're on this side of the room. And it's like, yeah, we're friends, but there's this estrangement between you. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people are somewhat estranged from the Lord because they think he's mad at them mm-hmm. and that he's not good um, or that He's, you know, got some ulterior motive to make their life life miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are just lies that have come in one shape or reason for another. And they need to be uprooted. Um, that's one of I think the elements that mm-hmm. needs to take place for us to be able to become undeaf, mm-hmm. to be able to hear, mm-hmm. is just to uproot that and to understand that he really loves me. Mm-hmm. You know, he's crazy about me. Mm-hmm. And when someone's crazy about me, they want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. And um and they want to listen to me Mm -hmm. and they want to be with me and they want to enjoy me and they want me to enjoy them. And, and I know that that language sounds really like maybe a little uncomfortable or, you know, too familiar um, to have a relationship with the sovereign creator God of the universe. But I believe that's the relationship he wants us to have with him. He Mm -hmm. wants us to be that close. I, I, you know, I always reflect everything back to like the cross um, like, I, you know, I just really don't think that when Jesus was hanging on that cross, he was like, yeah, I just hope that they you know, want to be in the same room with me, mm-hmm. you know, or, yeah. oh, I just I hope they just, you know, survive and not thrive. Mm-hmm. You know, I just really don't think he was paying the ultimate price for us to be estranged, mm-hmm. struggling people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it's almost like that that idea of abundant life. If I if if my picture of an abundant relationship is one of like oh yeah we know each other mm. or if it's like no we know each other mm-hmm. deeply and we play and we hang out and we have fun there's a big difference mm-hmm. yeah that's that's really
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> I think as someone who has been um, spiritually mothered and fathered by you guys um, Cindy especially when we used to meet uh, more regularly before children uh, <laughs> um i felt like so doug you're talking about like deafness because of cynicism but i almost felt like it was more um colorblindness and then which didn't feel like it was my choice to be colorblind and then yeah, have you seen those videos on facebook where they give the person yeah. the, the special glasses and they can see in color yeah. i felt like you guys unlocked that door for oh. me to see the spirit in that way and like to see a whole nother dimension that i thought was not happening. Right. Now, because that's i feel like what we had been taught that right. god wasn't speaking and like to then right. to have god speak to me was like, oh my gosh. Right. Yes. <laughs> you know. So i, you know, i really appreciate you guys for that besides the point of this conversation, but <laughs> 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 So yeah. There's that.
1: <laughs> Anything to add to that Tim?
3: Yeah.
2: Um <clears throat> No, I, I think that that's the the right place to that that has to be the foundation of it that we believe that God is good, that He really loves us mm-hmm. that it I am heavily influenced by Tozer and he talks about that his voice is friendly to us. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, in Jesus, he has paid the price for us it It truly is paid for mm-hmm. and he receives us. He loves us. He wants to be near us, as Cindy pointed out. and and he's, I, you know, I'm going to quote right from the gospels. He's better than we are. Yeah. You know, he, yeah. if you as fathers, mm-hmm. you know, would do this, then how about him? Mm-hmm. This is from Jesus. He's better than we are. And yeah. so if you had a father who, who had children and he just said, you know, go in the other room. I'm not interested. I'll provide for you. I'll protect you, but I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to be with you. I don't want to play with you. I don't want to joke around with you. I don't want to teach you things. We'd go, "Whoa, that's something's really screwed up there." But that's mm-hmm. kind of the assumption that we our hearts tend to make about God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is in in anything that falls short of a passionate father who would run to his son as in Luke 15 mm-hmm. who runs to this prodigal. Mm-hmm and embraces him anything that falls short of that is a lie Mm. because that was revealed to us by jesus the son of god Mm. who knew his father better than anybody and he's telling you this is what the father is like
0: Mm.
2: and we have to just we have to soak in that until we believe it Mm. and
1: then keep soaking because we leak (laughs) so you you mentioned the the prodigal son story and you've you guys have been blowing people's mind with this word "barn." Um, yeah, so tell us about the barn. Uh, you don't have a barn here. The, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So the the idea is is that the the prodigal son comes back, and, and by the way, the prodigal son story for me, I think about it every day. In it, it's he does. It is, it is the <laughs> most. I can attest. It, it. It, it, it is. It is the touch point for me. Mm um and and so i said okay if that's what you're like (laughs) so the the son comes back the father puts a ring on him he puts sandals on his feet he gives him a new robe he's identifying he has a party he has a party Mm -hmm. he has a party Mm -hmm. for for his son and then and and then he he invites the son is invited into his home again and we're we're in danger of what what i've called barn mentality mm-hmm. where we go oh that's great god but i'm not worthy i'm going to go stay in the barn mm. and it is the opposite of it does not please the father mm. when we think less of ourselves than he thinks of us it does not please him mm-hmm. it pleases him when we when he, we realize how much he loves us mm-hmm. it pleases him when we are blown away by his affection for us mm-hmm. and when we respond to it and we let him be affectionate mm. with us mm. When we it, it I don't know if yeah. that makes any sense, yeah. but you know, you think of your own children. If mm-hmm. if they came into a room and just crawl up in your lap and said, hey, Man, you love me, just mm-hmm. love on me.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You'd go, You get it. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. That's right. It would yeah. please you. Mm-hmm. And God is better than we are. Mm-hmm. So we just have to
0: Yeah, I think putting myself in the prodigal son story, like I think God will like me better if I realize how bad my sin was. Mm. Like the son coming back is like, I really offended you. I should just stay outside. Yes. And that's not what he wants from us. Right. He wants right. us to forget about that sin. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we we tend to try to live into sons and daughtership instead of trying to live out of it.
3: Mm. And Ooh. so Lord, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, say that again. Say that again. That's
1: really good. <laughs> we, we try to live into
2: being a son and daughter instead of living out of being a son and daughter. Oh, and man. so the Lord says to us, "This is who you are," mm. and and now just soak in that for a minute, yeah. and then make choices out of that.
0: Mm, yeah. Feels like it takes longer than a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, soak in that for a lifetime, so like, <laughs>
2: and then soak in that for a lifetime, yeah. and then make choices out of that. Yeah. And and instead we say, "Okay, if I do this and I do this and I do this, he'll love me, and then I'll be a son or I'll be a better daughter." And it's, it it it's hopeless. Yeah. there is no there mm. is no good that will come of that mm. just r- self-righteous pharisaical mm. people That's true. Okay. Mm. believe me <laughs> <laughs> been there fight, fight with it every day <laughs> oh, no. but but if we can if we can as, as you know Cindy has this gift of knowing that she is his favorite mm-hmm. as we all are mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and but if we can get to that place and live out of that mm. and make our choices out of that and you know and be his mm-hmm. You know, because of what he says, you start with what he says. Mm-hmm. You don't start with, oh, if I do this, he'll say this. Mm-hmm. You start with what he says.
3: Yeah.
2: And then you and then you move out of that place.
0: So if you guys, you guys come in contact with a lot of people every day in your jobs and at Renew and all that kind of stuff. If you could impart one bit of wisdom, one seed that's already growing in each of us, what would you give us?
3: I think it was something Tim already mentioned um, about me. And it's that I would love it if everybody knew and felt and truly believed and down deep in their knower Mm. that they are his favorite, Mm -hmm. Um, that they are just absolutely loved and that they cannot fail at this Mm, thing. mm -hmm. They just can't fail Mm -hmm. Um, because it's that, it's that unconditional love that fuels my life, Mm. that fuels my um, willingness to say yes to opportunities and go into places um, that I'm not necessarily, excellent at you know the Mm. whole professional Mm -hmm. side of my life you know it's like i'm not the best at that you know and and typically i don't like to do things i'm not great at or good Mm. at who does Mm -hmm. you know but it's this feeling that i'm i'm i am successful because i am loved Mm. Mm -hmm. and that is Mm -hmm. my life mantra yeah and um and i and i remember i was sitting this was a couple of years ago i was sitting at the lunch table at work with a, a young coworker and we it was just the two of us not everybody had arrived and i can't even remember what the part what led to it but we were talking about success and and he said something and i said well i have a different metric for success than most folks do and he said oh well what would that be <laughs> and i said i am successful because i am loved mm. and he's like oh i like that this, this person's not a believer <laughs> and i said well let, let me qualify that a little bit for you you know yeah how, how would he know right and so i got to share you know yeah. i am successful because i'm loved by the sovereign beautiful creator of the universe that spoke yeah. everything into existence by the power <laughs> of his word that's why i'm successful because he yeah. loves me and yeah. You know, that that undergirds my professional life. There is no sacred, secular. Mm-hmm. It's all sacred. Mm-hmm. And um I think if I could give that to somebody, mm. like a, a package, a gift, mm-hmm. yeah. here, this one's yours and this one's yeah. yours, I think we would all look really different and yeah. our lives would look really different. Yeah, for sure.
2: I, I think that that would be my first gift also, but I'll add one. Um, <laughs> this is a bonus tag on it. And that is uh, for people to know the power of their own mouth
3: in mm, affecting mm-hmm. their
2: lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something the Lord has is, is convinced me of, mm-hmm. is that is that the, the most powerful tool he's giving me to shape my own life or to shape my my direction to shape my person is, is my mouth and, and that I need to speak the truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I was thinking about it again today, cause I kind of go off on it a lot at prayer night and, um, and we, we tend, so there's, there's kind of two sides to it. One is we tend to do a lot of negative self-talk, you know, mm-hmm. and it looks, it, some of it looks very um, benign. It's not, but it looks very benign and it's, Oh, I'm just not very good at that. Or, yeah, you know, I suck at that. Or, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, whatever. It can be something like that, or it can mm-hmm. be just uh, you know, I'm a rotten person, or I'm always going to be this way. Mm-hmm. This is it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. The all these things. There's different. There's a whole spectrum of them. I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But, but when I talk about speaking the truth over in that mouth, it's not about me saying things about myself. It's it's about me saying things about my father. Mm. And I the the. The Father showed me years ago that, that if, when I begin to speak the truth about him and about Jesus, it affects who I am. Mm. Um, I remember this. I, I, I don't know if I should say this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's okay. I don't think it'll screw, <laughs> screw anybody up too bad. If it does, I'm sorry. This is Doug speaking. <laughs> um, you know me at Doug Moist. But, I was I was having some anxiety um, attacks for a while, and that's not something I normally deal with, except when I have a microphone in front of me. <laughs> but um, I was having this for a while, and and it was happening in the night, and it was it was the enemy. I, I've never been you know bothered tremendously by the demonic, or at least that I knew. but in this season, it was. And the enemy just kept coming and kept saying, you're not enough for this. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not strong enough. You're not good enough. You're not righteous enough. And I was trying to use my mouth to counteract that by saying things like, yes, I am because I'm loved. And yes, I am because the Lord, you know, created me. And and it just wasn't doing anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working. I mean, I was still in this attack. And then in the midst of this, I, I flipped it. And I, I always refer to it as I went belly up. And I just began to, I began to say, you're right. I'm not righteous enough, but Jesus is. You're right. I'm not faithful enough, but Jesus Mm. is. I'm not strong enough, but Jesus is. I'm not smart enough, but Jesus is. I'm not Mm. wise enough, but Jesus is. And I felt him flee.
3: Mm. The enemy. The enemy Mm -hmm. flee.
2: And Mm. it was when I put all the attention on Jesus, including my mind Mm -hmm. and my heart, that the enemy fleed. Mm fled, fled.
0: <laughs> it sound, you could have um, just gone with it it no, sounded really good <laughs> the enemy fleeted
2: fleeted at that point and um and and i and i and it, anyway the lesson i got in that was is i turn my mouth instead of negative self-talk is by turn my mouth to begin to describe how good he is how beautiful he is and i mean the, there's all these Terms, words, um, titles, whatever there were names for God in the Scriptures. They're all tools for us. Mm-hmm. And some days I can be in the pissiest mood. You know, I walk mm-hmm. to work and I can be in just all fussy, bussy, whatever. <laughs> walking down the street and I just start going, "Oh Lord, you're the King of Kings, you're the Lord of Lord, the Ancient of Days, you're the the true, the one, faithful and true." You're the and and, and, w- and about in a, within a minute or two, mm. my heart is totally different, mm. totally.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But I have to persist, yeah. you know. And it's just because the 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 enemy within and without,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay,
2: within and without cannot stand that. Yeah. Cannot stand our attention and our affection mm. on the Lord. Mm. So that would be the second gift is use your mouth.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's been huge. Since we've talked about that a few years ago at House Church about your tongue as a rudder, it's really changed the way Michael and I talk about each other mm. um, and the way we talk about the girls. Wow. Um, especially when they're in earshot. We always... You know, try to speak positively over them, um, mm. and speak blessing over them, rather than like, oh, that was bad, or you know, mm. like let's do it different, or you no, know? <laughs> something. It's just wow. things like it's really affected the way we live. I think, yeah, um, yes. in a God way. Yeah. Good. So.
2: This idea of God, of our tongues being a rudder it comes from James three. It's actually mm-hmm. something that is scriptural. Yeah, <laughs> and, imagine and, that. And we, we we always we always think of that as you know we always we tend to at least think of it in the negative, like yeah. oh don't do you know the tongue will run you into the right. coastline. <laughs> yeah, but it can also pu- push you in a direction you want to go or yeah. your, your life should go, and you want your children to go. Right. So it's beautiful that you're yeah. exercising that, and even mm-hmm. the faith that you're applying to that. If you mm-hmm. think about it, mm-hmm. is you're saying. God, I believe what you say. Mm-hmm. And I, the, when the Lord created everything, okay, I was thinking about this today when I was coming home. When the Lord created everything, He didn't say, okay, I'm going to snap my fingers and it's all going to be there. I'm, or I'm just going to think it and it'll be there. He could have, mm-hmm. but He didn't. He spoke it. He
0: spoke it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he spoke it.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And then He says to us all through Scripture, life and the power of life and death are in the tongue. If you confess with your mouth, mm. if you know, just he constantly is telling us say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures is Ezekiel thirty-seven. You know the, the Valley of Dry Bones, and, the, mm. and Ezekiel's out mm-hmm. there, and the Lord says, "Okay, you see all these bones." You know, the Lord tells him, well, "This is what I want to do. I want to, I want to raise, I want to raise the nation. Mm. This, this broad Valley Valley of Dry Bones recognize, represents the nation." And then the Lord says to him, "All right, Ezekiel, you." prophesy, speak over over these bones and say, live. Mm. Now the Lord could have done it and say, well, "You know, watch this Ezekiel, but <laughs> yes. he didn't. He, he invited Ezekiel to say mm. it. And so mm. Ezekiel says it, it happens. And then it wasn't quite done. So then the Lord says, okay, you say, breathe. Mm. And Ezekiel does it and then it happens. Mm-hmm. And he's inviting us to co-labor with him just as he created with his wor- spoken word. He invites us to create with our words. Mm. You know, and I know it's not, it's not all about
1: words. It's just, there's something powerful about it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, and I think what's so cool. All right. Sorry. This is awesome. Um, (laughs) Jesus is called the word. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I almost picture um, when, when Adam is, is in the garden and, and God is bringing all the animals for him to find Mm. a helpmate. He is speaking them into existence because they don't have a name, right? Like right. there's a word that is spoken in that moment. Right. And it's like that. I mean, just to think that Jesus is the word of God and the word is an action. The word sets things in motion and in life. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's, I've never thought about that in terms of the stuff with Ezekiel too. It's like, speak the word, Zeke. I mean, speak <laughs> the word. And, but it's in the words that we speak that they do bring life or death, mm-hmm. blessing or curse. Mm-hmm. As you know, we go back to Abraham, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and, um, Oh, all right. Sorry. Oh, I'm going to give this back. Around.
0: <laughs> so we have one last question that we ask, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, all our guests and that's how you see God in between. But I, I feel a little bit like you guys don't have an in between. <laughs> it's just all God moments for you guys, <laughs> which is beautiful. But so, In the real sense of the word, though, how do you guys experience God and see God in between Sundays? Oh, yeah.
3: Well, do you want me? Do you want? Okay. (laughs) I I experience God mm, every day. Um, You want me to talk about what that looks like? Sure. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. Um, So uh, I am a person who prays. I always say I am a prayer. Or it, I am a person who prays, yeah, <laughs> um, and 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 it confuses people until I tell them um, I wa- I walk my prayers. So I get on a treadmill every morning, mm-hmm. and I I spend my time in prayer and worship, and um, and uh, I practice His presence. Um, I speak in tongues. I pray out loud. I memorize Scripture daily and recite it. Um, I just, there's just this sense of his with me ness all mm, the time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it looks more formal, like getting on my treadmill and having my, you know, 30 minutes of this time or my 20 minute commute that is spent reciting mm-hmm. scripture or, or things like that. But sometimes uh, I'll just, I'll just break into, into prayer doing laundry or mm. doing the dishes um, because he's just, I just have a sense of his, him being always with me. And um, so so, you know, those are the the everyday ex- how I experience God. And then, you know, we have prayer night where you know people have multiple times told us that's a misnamed evening. <laughs> it's 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 presence mm-hmm. night, like it's mm-hmm. to come and to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. And so that's a very heightened experience of God in between in between Sundays and um, when we're communally corporately all sitting in his presence. Mm. It's very transformative. Um, so yeah. Um, experiencing him through, um, dreams and through discussions with Tim, uh, you know, our thing that, you know, we'll say, how'd you sleep last night? Did you mm-hmm. have any dreams mm-hmm. or, mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk just it's just part of our mm-hmm. part of life together is 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 him mm. is i mean that's yeah <laughs> what was the question no, you got it you got it okay. <laughs> how about you Tim? <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> the
2: only thing i would you know add to that is i think at least for me and i, I think this would be true for you is trying to grow in trust mm. um i i I just keep coming back. We talked about this on Sunday that, you know, he, that anything we can do to promote trust toward him, that it's like, it's back to that. What is his heart towards me? Oh, I can trust him. I don't have mm-hmm. to understand it all.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I just, but I trust him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and that can be exercise. That is exercise, needs to be exercised, you know, at home. Um, if there's, you know, whether it's good or there's friction, there's still trust there. When I go to work mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to be here, you know, and, or I can't do this. It's too much. And then go, wait, I trust you. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you know, my end from my beginning, you, I I trust you no matter what happens here. Mm -hmm. And just trying to, to learn to trust him, trust him with our grandkids, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, but this, I mean, that's part of the experience I guess is, is, is having these, these points of untrust, distrust, mistrust. I'm not sure what Mm -hmm. the word is you know, revealed so that they can be uprooted Mm, mm -hmm. uh, and not and be replaced by by trust.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, thank you guys so much.
3: (laughs) Thank you.